Everyone take off your mask It's nice to me Here we are, guys. (laughs) Season two is coming. We are back. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This has been truly one of my favorite journeys. Like what a beautiful gift to A, get to do this with you is such a privilege and such a gift. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a gift. It's been, it's been humbling. It's been so many things that, that is what we're kind of wanting to do, you know, today we finished season one right before the holiday season and it was really fun to wrap that and it it blew us away it was beyond we we, we're not the type to do any kind of big projections or strategies we just were like let's put something out there that feels authentic to us that we feel like would be of value to other people and and see what happens organically and man you guys made it happen it's unreal uh the amount of downloads and subscriptions and all the things that we got in reviews. And so first of all, just thank you. Incredibly yes. grateful for the love that you showed season one and for the grace that you showed season one. Mm-hmm. Neither of us were polished interviewers or podcasters <laughs> and we were learning as we went. Yeah. Even as I was listening back to some of it, I was like, no, that was good. Or we're like, whoa, that could be better. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we had some improving to do, but boy, did just as you said, I had so much fun. I learned so much. It stretched me in ways that uh, you know I didn't imagine. And we've been hard at work working on season two. And whoa, some of the interviews we've got coming up, some of the people that said yes to sitting with us, I'm like, are you kidding? I know. So we buckle up. I mean, season two is going to be a blast. But what did you learn from season one? What were your takeaways? Oh my gosh, so much. It's such a beautifully diverse group of humans. And what is so incredible is I want to be stretched and we hope that you feel stretched. Like we'll sit across from people that, you know, don't necessarily have the same point of view as me, but they are the most loving, intentional humans. And that's the hope. Like we want to have conversations that stretch us, that grow us, that we can learn from. Like I want to be a forever student in this life and stay curious. And, And every time we would finish one of these episodes, I would sit with this information and the things I heard and the things I learned. I feel just so grateful because I learned so much every single episode. I learned so much from you. I learned so much from our guests and it grows me. Like I, I feel better (laughs) for having the opportunity to do this with you. It is such a privilege. Hmm. Well, thank you. I echo everything you said. There were so many unique moments uh, from Sean Brock's episode, which was one of my favorites. That was, Mm. you know, he and I just have gotten to be friends. You knew him for, for quite a while, but even post podcast, we've got so many relational points and our journeys are yeah. so parallel that, uh, I love that conversation. Sophia, I mean, uh, Eduardo, uh, when I go back and think about the people we got to sit with, uh, and what I gained and the wisdom, mm-hmm. and I thought I knew a lot of what we were going to talk about because some of the people we had had the fortune of being friends with, and I thought, I wonder if, and then, whoa, did they, we yeah. unpack some new stuff. And so I picked up all kinds of things that, have uh, enlightened me in a sense and made me more grounded. And honestly, we thought, I wonder if we get people together in a raw and normal way and humanize the idea of speaking hard truth, not therapize it, humanize it and make it just, this is a normal conversation that we all can have. And I wondered if I would benefit or if it would just be something I would be doing that would benefit others. And for me, it was both. I literally walk away. I think I was more present as a, as a, as a husband, as a friend, Mm -hmm. and now as a father. I mean, so much 
much has happened this year. It's been a blur, but the unspoken season one was a true highlight. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful. Me too. That was definitely like one of my greatest highlights when I reflect back on 2018. I'm just like, what a gift to have gotten to do this. And also, I'm just so grateful that our friends and then some folks that we didn't really know were willing to sit down with us when we had nothing to show for them. <laughs> you know, we're like, we yeah. have nothing to prove to you that this will be good because we don't know. But will you have a conversation with us and like really go there and go really deep and let's just all get raw together? And I'm just blown away yeah. at people's willingness to just really have those hard conversations and to go, like you say this all the time, which I love, to not talk about them as human doings, but as human beings. And I love that because, you know, you know these incredible humans for what they do in the world, but we know them to be just the most wholehearted beautiful souls that are on the journey and are so awake and willing to go there. And that was just, I was never not blown away mm. every time we finished a conversation. And mm. we laugh because seeing the difference in mine and your personalities come out at the end of these conversations, because I am a seven eternal optimist. And I'm always like, oh, that was amazing. Oh my God, that was so good. And Miles is like, here are the six things we can work on. <laughs> like, Here's how we can ask better questions. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Back to earth. Let's talk about <laughs> brass tacks. Every, every episode I would turn to Ruth and it's like, what'd you think? Amazing. It was wonderful. <laughs> Where's the lie? They were. They were amazing. I mean, we have things that we want to, I want to continually grow and stretch and be better. And I'm sorry I say like so much. <laughs> and, you know, there's things that we both want to grow with. But mm. I overall just in awe and so inspired. And holy hell, we've already had a few conversations starting for season two. And I get the chills all over what I think about the guests that we have. I'm like, oh, y'all just get excited. It is beautiful. Yeah. I think back to well, one, taking the risk to put yourself out there mm. in, in a public way. I've somehow, with even with everything I've been fortunate to be a part of with, with growing the Onsite brand and, and the other things I'm involved with, but primarily I spend most of my time, as, as most of you know, at Onsite, I've kind of been able to stay behind the curtain a little bit mm. outside of my speaking gigs and all those things. And this was a real step in the direction that I feel divinely kind of called to over the last yeah. few years and been pushed by people who love me and see me. It's, it's time to get your mm -hmm. voice out there more. And boy, this is what a way to do it because yeah. you get to see in real time whether people love you or you annoy them. And for the most part, I mean, people loved us and gave us such good reviews. And then I, I learned this too, is there's no way to please everybody. No, You're going to say, we're going to say some things that, um, uh, aren't going to sound or be interpreted the way that you might like them. And we're going to annoy some people. That's yeah. kind of part of the process. But for the most part, people really gave us grace on that. Mm -hmm. Even on the ones where I felt like we, you know, I, I'm the self-analytical one. So that was long-winded or we were over-affirming or we got off topic or da-da-da-da-da. And people saw the intention, I yeah. think, and the energy and the heart behind it. Because really why we came into this is we wanted to honor the idea of difference. Mm. The collective difference is the most beautiful thing, I think, in humanity. That's right. And we just wanted to make connecting points for differences. So we started with us. We're pretty different, yeah. yet we got each other right away. Yeah. Really extroverted, amazing personality, 
a magnet for people and people feel safe with you. Mm. And that's what's beautiful is you can take them into tears and you can in a minute have everybody laughing because you just are, are filterless in a great way. Mm. And I can be a little more calculated, a little more introverted, sometimes a little shy. And so this has brought out different parts of my uh, personality that have just been beautiful. And, you know, the whole goal was uh, that people feel included in this conversation, that this was inclusive. And I I think we hit that most of the time. I think there were some of the times that we get so excited about our friend circle and our community that if you were listening to it, you might think, how could I ever be a part of that? Because all you guys do is affirm and love on each other and it feels so much bigger and I'm lonely. And and so I want to say to those people that yes, we have a beautiful community and yes, we've worked our butts off to get it. Yes. It's not easy. Um, I have experienced both sides of the coin of having an abundance of connections and friends and amazing things in my life and doing life well. And then I've had a lot of moments where I'm not doing life well and mm-hmm. I felt lonely and I felt isolated and all of the above. So for the moments where if, if, if we ever made you feel like you weren't included as part of this conversation, just know you are the reason we're doing this. That's just right. for those of you that don't feel like you have a community. And we're going to work to get that right. We're really going to work to make sure everything we do, everything we affirm, every community that we introduce you to, that you don't feel separate from, that you be invited to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. We want this to be an open conversation. And I feel like if you're not saying something that offends someone at some point, then like, you're probably doing something wrong. Like I am really okay (laughs) with everyone not absolutely being obsessed you know like that is totally fine and i'm very comfortable Mm. with that but in an overwhelming sense we were blown away by y'all support it was so encouraging and so beautiful and just to see the little community that was created Mm. in this of people that did feel less alone when they listen to these words and realize that they are not alone in their pain and they're not the only ones that have felt that isolation and that fear and that broken heartedness and or broken bodies. Like, you know, we all know pain. We all know pain. And mm. so when we actually have these real open, raw conversations, what you realize is how much more connected we are than separate. And mm. that for me is the greatest joy in these conversations is realizing how much alike we are, all of us. It's so beautiful. What was the most vulnerable or scary part to you about this process or just even about doing season one? In some ways, I feel like an odd human sometimes because it's real. I don't feel fear very often, um, which is like a huge blessing. And then sometimes I put myself in really ridiculous situations. So if I'm being very truthful, like I would lie to you if I was like told you that I was really sweating before the first one came out because I wasn't. I was so freaking excited. I think there were a few times where we were sitting across from some of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. And one of my old stories that I've had to unpack is that I'm not intelligent. I know that I have a very high emotional intelligence, but there are conversations we'd have and there would be times where I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about right now. And you're just tracking like nobody's business and Miles is asking. And I'm like, I'm just going to be quiet over here because I sure as hell don't know what they're talking about. And that's an old story of mine that I'm not intelligent. And and now I'm like, that is some BS. 
I know that that's not true, but when I am not being my most wholehearted grounded self, that old story will pop up and my insecurity will pop up that I have nothing to add when people go into highly intellectual conversations. And so I saw that pop up a few times, but when I like got still and actually became as present as I wanted to be, I realized that 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 wasn't true. And we ended up having just... Oh, I learned so much. Mm-hmm. And then even going back to those conversations where I felt that, like, I mean, I've told her this, so I'm not saying anything new, but like Azita is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. No and there are times when she says things, I'm like, sister, I don't know these words. Sister, I don't know that <laughs> comment. I don't understand. And she is so, she's as equally emotionally intelligent as she is intelligent. And so she's able to come and speak to me in a language that I understand in such a beautiful way. And her message, I think, just transcended Mm. so many different types of people because it was so profound. And I just remember in the midst of that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, can I add here? (laughs) But otherwise, I just, I mean, that would have been my biggest thing. What about for you? Well, I was just thinking about it. And, you know, the first one was kind of a surface one. It was just time. The time commitment scared mm. me. I was like, because I'm doing this and doing it right is no joke. Right. I have such respect for people that do podcasts, especially on those big scales, because just the, the work that goes into yeah. it behind the scenes and booking and the travel, because you and I are really committed to being in front of people. That's right. And the busier the guest, the harder to book, and meaning our schedules. And we're and, very busy. Very, yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> so. And so it, it, that, that scared me. But I think if I really dig in, uh, you know, I was thinking this morning, uh, I led uh, a group of, of artists that I, uh, music artists that I get the fortune to sit with, uh, you know, ever so often. And we did this exercise and we just get together to try to just be- continue to become grounded and better versions of who we are so that the art and the music that they create and distribute, they don't lose their, their soul in the process. And so we did this exercise called the five lies of identity. And I put these pieces of paper on the floor and said, and they were it's one through five. First one was, I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people say or think of me. I am nothing more than my worst moment or I am nothing less than my best moment. And said, would you stand next to which of these lies you most relate to currently? Mm. And I first stood next to, because I did it too, I always participate in any of the exercises I facilitate. I stood next to I am what I do. Mm. And, but really, uh, I had one foot there and one foot in, I am what other people say or think of me. And that one I had a little bit more shame anchored in there because as somebody who's recovered from uh, you know, codependency over the years, I'd like to think I'm further along than I am. And, and I am at some level, I've got all these tools and I'm doing things much differently and I understand boundaries, but I still in stress can respond the same way I did 15 years ago to needing to be perceived or seen a certain way. And that surprises people who know I'm in my space. They think you really care that much about, and I, and I'll be honest, I I, I do. I still, and it's usually when I'm over identified with my work. When my work is my identity, and this would be considered now part of our work, you know, mm-hmm. we're delivering this this podcast. When I'm over-identified with that, then, uh, and there's no separation between who I am as a human and what I do, uh, then I start to take things pretty personal, and I can get wrapped up in, in going into this, the thing that was vulnerable and scary was knowing there's no way that's possible, especially mm-hmm. if we get a good, good size audience, which mm-hmm. thankfully we did, uh, then I'm going to express some things that will be not Switzerland, not down the middle. Right. You know, I, it may be my spiritual beliefs or my political beliefs or uh, all those things. And 
But leaning into that, it was such a good experience for me, an exercise, mm-hmm. because it's part of my voice that I've been wanting to use more of for a long time. And I've noticed if you're going to do that, as you said in the beginning, if you're going to take a risk and put yourself out there and do something, you're going to attract critics. Or as my friend uh, Brene would say that, you know, there's a lot of people in the cheap seats. And what I've really tried to do from this podcast is, is wisdom uh, from, from her work and research, which is, I don't want to listen to the voices who aren't in the arena, Mm -hmm. getting their ass kicked on a daily basis and trying to do something. And, and getting that critique and uh, that's helped me a lot. But that was that was probably my biggest biggest one. Yeah, I so get that. It's been interesting going back and listening because I was in the midst of writing my book while we recorded season one, and that was one of the harder things I've done. Like having to go so deep into these old traumas was traumatic, and it was so painful. This has been such a growing year to now be on the other side and like coming up for air. And I can go back and I can listen to certain episodes and know what a dark place I was in um, when we had some of those episodes. And they were such gifts to have in the midst because it was truth speaking in the midst of such hard, painful times. Like it was such a dark thing going so deep in those traumas. But now on the other side of it, it feels so beautiful because it was so painful But then I did the work. Like I got to go, you, gosh, I got to do like an on-site retreat. And then I got to do a three-day trauma intensive at on-site. That honestly was such a game changer. That was so profound for me. It was so life-changing, truly, truly, truly life-changing. And I don't know, I feel so different now. I I feel more grounded and more wholehearted. Um... I feel so much more of my truest self. And that feels so exciting to me to go into these next, this next season, into these next interviews, because I feel like I've been, I had to kind of break down to be rebuilt with such truth, Mm. like the absolute truth. And so when I know that truth of like, the love that lives within me, the divine love that lives within me and every other person, I interact with people differently. So it honestly thrills me to sit across from our friends and folks that we don't know from that different kind of headspace. I am just so excited about it. And I got to turn in my book a few weeks ago and I'm so excited about that. And there's just so many fun things coming up that we just can't wait to share with y'all. And Miles is now writing a book and we have the same agent that we're madly in love with. Margaret, you matter. Yes. It's uh, so beautifully said. It was honestly, that was one of the the gifts this year too, was being a witness Mm. to the way you chased down truth and went after your story. It's one of the things that drew me to you in the very beginning. And I did too. I mean, I did a lot of personal work this year. Yeah. Individually, we was in that same group you referenced. And then my wife and I did some intensive workout at onsite. And I'm just such a believer in not waiting until you you need it because right. we all deserve it. It should mm-hmm. be done just like physical fitness is done every year. Mm-hmm. So we uh, I know we've both done a lot of that. And you've done a lot of that at onsite and in some other places. But the one thing I admire, well, there's many, but this one I admire about you is when we had this idea of unspoken, which is just supporting people and speaking truth, I really, you chase truth in such an enthusiastic, curious, clumsy, um, (laughs) exciting way. 
Mm. You just go after it. And when you come back from an experience retreat, I, you, you know, the text or the call that I get, you can't wait to tell me about it or with, we're with our friends and mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to tell you what I learned. Yeah. You're so excited about it. Whereas that, that kind of flips it on its head a little bit. Cause there's so many, many of us out there, me included that uh, I'm in this space and deliver this service. I'd say I'm more on your side now being excited because I know although those things are scary, they're never going to kill me. And they always turned out better than That's I thought right. they were going to be. But there's so many people that look at that as like, how could I even consider walking into darkness? That mm-hmm. feels so big, so scary. And you had this cool way of just making it normal and exciting. So I admire mm-hmm. how much work you've done this year. Um, I'm excited uh, about all the work that I've done this mm-hmm. year. And we'll keep doing it. And we'll do it uh, on our individual journeys. We'll do it together. And we'll do it with this community on the Unspoken yes. Podcast. That's why we're here. We are so excited, guys. There's so much goodness to come. And we cannot wait to share these conversations with you. It's going to be a good season. And the other thing to remember that I learned is that they going in the deep end doesn't mean that it's all deep and dark. We have had so much fun. Oh we have fallen over laughing yes. in some of these interviews. Some of them we had edited out, we laughed so hard. <laughs> but uh, this can, you know, looking at, at hard truth or exploring pain can be a, a, a beautiful contradiction of, of fun and sacred. Mm-hmm. And so we plan on having fun with you this season. We plan on probably sharing some tears this season because this is what we do. And we're going to learn together. We're going to laugh together. We're going to have a great time. So please join us. Please share this. Please let uh, more people know. The more people that know, the honestly, the more we can do this. That's, That's just right. how it works. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to just piggyback the beautiful sentiment that you just says, we're walking alongside you. We're forever on the journey. We've never arrived. Like we are in it and walking alongside you and holding hands and walking together and growing together and expanding together and learning how to love better and harder and deeper and knowing that we are the love that we've been looking for. And I think the more that we do that, I think that's like, that's what changes homes, families, communities, neighborhoods, and ultimately the world. That is our heart. And we need each other. I mean, we uh, we need you as part of this audience. Some of the encouragement you gave us on, on socials really shifted a perspective for me about socials. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, a really healthy place because mm-hmm. I was doing this and also doing all the other jobs I'm involved with. And I thought, man, how do you allocate your time and then really be present at home? And then just when you get tired from thinking, do we really have time to you get that one message where somebody shared something about mm-hmm. a conversation that we had and said, this changed my life. And I just get so inspired by that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, guess what? We're doing it again tomorrow. Yes. We're showing back up. Well, thank y'all for showing up with us. We are so honored and it is a privilege to share this space with you. Make up, fake love, make them all laugh. Come on, someone take off your mask. It's nice to meet.